Um, this morning, I'm super, super stoked to have uh, Cara Presley here. She recently just wrote a book. Whoa, dropping it here. Uh, a book called Loved. And um, this book, and I've read a lot of books. I've probably read at least a thousand books. I read a lot, a lot of books. And this book is definitely up there and one of the very top books I have actually ever read. Uh, this book is amazing. Uh, it really just lovingly invites you into a place of deeper vulnerability and excitement and, and explora exploration you know, when it comes to a relationship with God and uh, just a really beautiful, beautiful book. And Cara's going to come share with us a little bit today, but uh, just so aware you can grab these books from Vibe or Shoes for the Soul. Or also, you can just stop by Kara's place. The information's up there. Uh, she's always happy to, to ship a book. Um, but they're, they're $25, uh, $25 if you want them shipped, $20 if you pick it up in person. And so, Kara, we are super thrilled to have you here. So, welcome. All right. Good morning, everyone. <laughs> welcome. Thank you for being here. I am delighted. To share with you this morning. Um, I was asking Father, well, what should I share from my book? And, you know, I have a favorite bit, and it is the whole concept of home. Um, I mean, my first reaction was actually joy. I want to share joy. And then I thought, well, my joy is in my intimacy with God. Like, I've experienced incredible joy in my intimacy with God. And where do I find intimacy with God? And that's in the concept of home. So I thought I would start there. You know, um, in, this, in this season of 2020, home has been <laughs> where we've been living from focusing on and uh, almost, I hope, you know, delighting in more than ever because we can't go out, you know. We can't do our usual exciting things that we love to do. And so if we don't find joy at home, where are we going to find it? If we don't find peace at home, where are we going to find it? And so, you know, I've discovered that home is, is more than a place. And uh, it's something that we carry with us. And so that's what I'm going to uh, talk about today. Uh, you know, it was interesting. I wrote this book in, in the spring when lockdown first came in March. I, I didn't know that that was going to be happening. It just that was the process of last a year ago before that. I heard the whisper in my heart of Father saying to me, write your story. And I thought, <laughs> it just kind of went in one ear out the other. I mean, I didn't forget it, but it was like, whoosh. I don't know what that means. I hear you. But what does that, I, I didn't, for some reason, I didn't know write your story meant write your story. I thought it didn't compute. And so uh, I've just sort of waited for further explanation, and half a year goes by, and I'm getting dreams about a baby in the cupboard that is dying, and I know it needs water, and I first I just close the cupboard and 
keep cleaning my house and and then I open it up and say, oh, it's practically dead. I, I better give this baby some water. And I knew intuitively um, that that was my book, Baby. And I remembered the word, <laughs> write your story. And so that's sort of how this came. I mean, I didn't have any plan to write a book. It wasn't my idea. And even then, I sat for two months just sort of in God's presence. What is my story? But once I started actually writing, that was an experience that I'll never forget because it was opening my heart and uh, listening to what came out. You know, and this isn't just applicable for my story, but for many parts of our lives. Just I opened my heart. Father, here I am. Jesus, here I am. And I just sat with him and I said, it's, this is between you and I, and just writing to you here. So a lot of vulnerability came out in that process because I was just writing to him. I wasn't just assessing whether it was good or not good, whether it was anything, just that's it. So that was, um, yeah, it wasn't difficult, it wasn't complicated, and it was fun. So that's how it came. But um, back to home. You know, I've, I've traveled a lot since I was really young, and I immediately discovered that my home is Canada. I mean, I love to travel, and I still do, but when I met a Canadian, uh, there would be a, an automatic rapport. It just, we just get each other. It doesn't matter whether in a, a country like, you know, England or Germany that isn't drastically different from Canada, even the United States, maybe Japan, uh, which is more different. All the countries, whenever I met a Canadian, boom, I'm, um, I get you. I get you, I feel comfortable. I can relax with you. We can talk about the things of Canada and we get each other. You know, our, the way we talk, the slang we have, there's something we can relax. There's something comfortable about that and comforting about knowing that my home is Canada. And then when I would come in to the Vancouver airport, wow, the air is fresh here. You know, there's coming in over the border from the US into the, the forest where I, I'm, I'm, oh, is there any black bears out today? Where are they? You know, I'm always looking. Um, there's something about coming into our country that, that is home, that feels like home. And then there's something about um, coming into our city that is even a more feeling of home. You know, this is a little deeper home now because I know my city. I know Nelson, I, I know my favorite restaurants, I know my favorite places to walk, I know the shortcuts. And uh, so, you know, even when I was uh, going to university and you come home for, you know, the holidays to my parents, you come in and you're like, wow, I love being home you know, until you're ready to go, but there's something about home. And then there's your house, our house. You know, we, we, now we're tightening the circle. We've got the house where we live. And our house, you know, you, you go away on a vacation and you come back after two weeks, a week, throw down your suitcase, jump on the bed. Oh, I'm so happy to be home. You know, there's that feeling of familiarity that that settles my spirit 
and um, you know that's home and for for many of us you know our home is that it's, it's not always that sometimes our home is the place where we're hurt the most you know we might be in an argument we might be in some relationships that are hurting our hearts really desperately um, but in those times we know that is not right that is that is really painful home is meant to be our safe place it's not meant to be the place ideally where we're hurt it's meant to be the place where we're nurtured you know the whole wide world is out there you know i always looked at my marriage as like i've got one person to love in a whole mass of wild world and it's sometimes hard to love the run right in front of you depending on what the relationship is like and what's going on but um, you know ideally we're loving the people in our home but if we're not we know that's what home should be and so I'm um, considering as I'm talking the safety of my heart and I find this discussion around home the most tumultuous because <laughs> we're right in our home living with other people in our family and I'm like okay I get the safety of country I get the safety of city <laughs> but it feels a little bumpy um, not that I haven't got a beautiful home but that's where we're vulnerable in our hearts with the people that we love the most that's where we want the most acceptance and we need acceptance we need to be seen we need to be understood and we need to belong that's that's uh that's the home um in our house and our family and who we're living with and we're uh, or maybe it's we're not living there anymore but we came from that family and to the degree that we were hurt well that's the degree we need healing uh that's the degree that we suffer and are working out this journey of life but there's a deeper place of home that is the answer to all of those issues of our heart which is which is the home where jesus has come and, and um, made his home but not just him let's see so we've got a scripture um, that we want to pull up if we don't i've got it right here actually says this is from John 14 18 and 23 I promise I will never leave you helpless all right we'll just pause there <laughs> I promise I, I will never leave you helpless all right so this is Jesus so I don't know if anybody's feeling helpless but Jesus, this is a promise here. I promise, you know, I promise I will never leave you helpless. So I find that pausing on scripture and just letting it soak into my heart, I need, to, I need a little time for faith to arise. You know, I don't know about you. <laughs> so I'm just allowing space here for faith to rise up because we have a lot of protests you know we have a lot of protests that come against 
even, even that promise right there. Experiences that we've had, you know, doubt, all these things. So, but Jesus says, I will never leave you helpless. Now, maybe you feel confident in many areas of your life. Maybe there's just one area where you feel helpless. And I want to suggest that our helplessness is actually the doorway to intimacy with God. Uh, you know the uh, you know the story, the parable of the lost sheep, and the shepherd goes out, leaves the ninety-nine, goes out to look for the lost sheep. And I used to think, oh man, that poor lost sheep out there. I'm glad I'm one of the ninety-nine, but man, that'd be nice to be found by Jesus. He comes and he picks you up and care. Oh, you know, it's like I, I want that. Too bad I don't need it, you know. But what I've discovered is we're all the lost sheep. In, in moments, in um, seasons, in maybe overall, um, but until we're found. But what about, what about the, um, the issues of life that come? Like what's going to happen today? There might be a time or a moment where where we feel lost. We don't know what to do. We feel helpless. There's things happening around us and we have no control over. You know? And I think that that place of being helpless, that's the place of weakness. That, you know, when we're weak, then we're strong. But it's his strength. We're not strong <laughs> automatically. It's an opening of our heart and allowing him to pick us up. And just be. Don't try to, don't have to try to figure anything out. Because in that place of being, that's really a place of trust. You know, and if God is real, then he will do what he says he will do. But if we immediately jump out of his arms and try to solve the problem by um, telling us things, telling, you know, through our mind, saying, well, this is true, 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 that, that can be helpful. But there's a place of, that I have found where if I keep my heart vulnerable and weak and sore, then sometimes it, he takes it on a journey. My heart can go on a journey. I remember I was on a, you know, I could think, a couple stories come to mind. I don't know if I want to need to go into them or not, but you know, we can walk into a room and feel super insecure. And I, I remember doing that and looking around, where am I going to sit? Does anybody want to sit with me? Does anybody like me? And just sitting with that can lead to a worsening feeling of, <laughs> and we'd think, well, that's terrible. Well, is it? Is it? I don't know. I, I've, I've experimented with God just being led by the Spirit here, whatever he leads me to do. And yeah different times for different years, seasons, situations. So being led by the Spirit, just what, is, what does my heart think? Well, my heart thinks maybe it's going to let this one open up. And it can get, I got to the place where I was, I feel like I was falling in a dark tunnel, disconnected. And I call it my great sadness of being disconnected from everybody. I feel disconnected. Now, I don't know if that's a 
theological disconnect at the fall or whatever it is, but it was my experience. And then the next thing I know is I just stayed in that horror, falling, falling, falling. I didn't do anything. And I found myself listening to someone who was speaking about God's love. And I, I think, looking back, that my heart was broken and open and vulnerable. And therefore, um, God's love was able to pour in. Because I spent a night sleeping with waves of God's love just coursing through my body. Like, I just felt like this, like, whoa. Like, just take my breath away, just, like, just, whoa. And then the next day, I was like, woke up trying to protect that incredible experience by not telling anybody. So all that to say that I'm back, I'm back here. I promise that I will never leave you helpless. You know, it's, o- it's okay to be helpless because he will not leave us there. You know, it, it can take a bit of time, but he will not leave us there. It says right there, or abandon you as orphans. And then it says, my father will love you so deeply that we will come to you and make you our dwelling place. So this now is the true comfort of heaven living right inside of us. I mean, who comes? Jesus is talking. My father will love you so deeply that we, we will come to you. (laughs) I find that exciting. We will come to you. I always, I know Jesus lives inside of me, but Father lives inside of me, and Holy Spirit lives inside of me. We're a whole family. And, and I imagine, you know, the fire is roaring, and it's a place of comfort and gathering. It's a place of, you know, just being. Be whatever we want to be. We be, be whatever we are, whether we want to or not. Our emotions are what they are in the day. Our activities are either busy or not busy. But there's a place where that's always home. It's home, and it's just a place where I can come and go, and you can come to be comforted. And sometimes it doesn't happen in two seconds, like, like my story took. Days, I don't even know, it might have been a couple of weeks between the first experience of, it may have been a few weeks. It, sometimes it might be years. But it's not, it's so worth it. Trusting that Father is going to come and show me his love. Because his love gives me some kind of a confidence that that's all that matters. That's all that matters. And so that's changed my life, my different experiences of God have come and my heart has gone from being so insecure to being feeling loved. You know, so then, then, then there's a peace, there's a stillness on the inside. And um, if I'm feeling nervous or anxious, or that's gone, I'm like, okay, let me, uh, I just, <laughs> I need to spend time again back in that intimate place where I know that I'm seen and I'm loved and where I belong. 
And if, even if my immediate home isn't um, what I need it to be, I do have a place inside that's deeper than that, that I take with me wherever I go. I was, I was thinking there's the, um, you know, the lost sheep is, I, I love that parable because now I'm not afraid to be the lost sheep if I need to be. I'll immediately, oh, right now, you know. But what about the, the prodigal son? You know, that's another story. It's kind of similar. You know, he, he goes out wasting everything, of it, wasting his inheritance in a sense or on wild living, worldly living. And then there's the elder son who's, you know, doing, best, doing, doing the right thing the best that he can every day and priding himself on that. And I am, I've discovered and I found freedom in allowing myself sometimes uh, to be the prodigal son and recognizing maybe sometimes when I'm being the elder brother. Because I think that the parable is more than, you know, I'm one or the other. I've, I've learned by reading uh, a book by Henry Nouwen that really opened my eyes to the idea that sometimes we're running after the worldly pleasures. Sometimes we're looking down on people who are running after worldly pleasures. <laughs> Both about those things. One of them is like in condemnation and judgment and, and um, self-righteousness. And the other is in independence and, you know, running at trying to find our own happiness. Both of those are terrible, ugly, horrible. And then there's the, but that's, that's our hearts, that's our tendencies. <laughs> and then we've got the Father, you know. Sometimes we're in union with Him. We just love. Sometimes we're in finding moments where we're in union, we're being loved and we love. And so all the characters in the story, um, it's okay. Jesus has got us covered. Whether we're over here, running after the world, we recognize that. If we don't want it anymore, then when the time comes, we've had enough, you know, we can turn, we can repent, because there's safety in coming home. There's safety in coming home to the Father. He's, he's celebrating his product. He, in his heart, he's loving his runaway son continuously, never less. He's not even like dipping in his <laughs> faithfulness. So he's always safe. You know. And the elder brother, he's not perfect, but the father loves him and adores him the same. He's faithful to us. Um, and so yeah, we ideally we want to let go of condemnation. Let go of independence. But he does that in our heart. We, we know we trust him. He's fathering us. We come as little children and father, father me. Father, father me. Because it's in that place of coming as a child that I can uh, embrace, you know, with faith who, what he says about me. You know, the childlikeness that we, Jesus said, come as a child. We come. And uh, we can believe him, you know. 
you're mine. Oh, I'm yours, you know? You're beautiful. I'm beautiful. You know, there's a, there's a joy that can rise up and we can be in a place of, yeah, so home, 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 home. But I was thinking, there's a lot of things that can get in the way of us experiencing God's love. And even though that's the, um, this is the, the flow of his love is the flow of life. You know, the relationship between father and son and daughter. That's the heart of Christianity right there. That's where the, the life is. That's where the energy is, the vibrancy, the hope, the joy, the ability to do anything um, in the spirit, in, in the miraculous. And miraculous meaning not just physical healing, but taking my hopelessness and turning it into hope, that's miraculous. Taking my grief and, and his love being more powerful and able to lift me up above my circumstances so I don't fall into, so we don't fall into, you know, depression and uh, darkness. This is the hope that we have and this is our, our life in the spirit. And we're allowed to be on a learning curve and get it all wrong and he picks us up and off we go again. So, um, yeah, hindrances to being at home in myself, condemnation. You know, once I realized that there is no condemnation meant there is no condemnation. When I, once I realized that, and I can't take any credit, something, I just, I don't know how it happened. But this is the life in the spirit. All of a sudden we're like, oh, you know, we're just loving him, we're worshiping him, we're opening our heart to him, and, um, and things happen. There might be a story, but I don't remember it right now. But I know that there's no condemnation. Um, there was a turning point. Maybe I'll read this little story in my book. There's one, no, it's just coming to me right now. It's, um, it's, it's about co condemnation. You know, as a mom, uh, I always found it really difficult to look back on mistakes that I had made um, because they, they affected my children. And more than anything, I, I wanted to give them life and set them up for excess. And where I did something wrong, maybe they've got a, a hurt in their heart and that plays out in different ways and that's painful to watch. And so I uh, found myself feeling pain in my heart and not able to forgive myself. And I tried and tried and tried. Um, but nothing was really budging. But as I was feeling, uh, in general, I told you about the experience of feeling waves of love. Um, that sort of set me up to help me <laughs> because I'm feeling more acceptance of Father. I'm feeling more like I really belong to Him. 
Yeah, and I'm really a daughter. And so in that atmosphere, this is, uh, I'm going to read here, this is part of the chapter called Home. It's called Jesus Has Got Me Covered. It was only in the atmosphere of acceptance and belonging that I learned that not only was I going to be making mistakes, but that it was okay. Jesus has got me covered. Of course, I don't want to give myself grace because the consequences are hard to live with. But if I couldn't offer grace to myself, could I really offer it to anyone? The option of showing kindness, forgiveness, acceptance to myself suddenly felt so appealing. If love is all that is important, then I can love myself enough to make room for mistakes. For years I've tried to understand this, but finally I agreed with Jesus. It is finished. I listed all my sorrows and was shocked to discover that I had been tormenting myself over 11 mistakes. Considering the weight they had taken up in my heart, I thought there had been many more than that after a lifetime of parenting. I dropped them one by one as rocks off of my imaginary boat and I forgave myself. This too was a turning point for me and the beginning of understanding a new level of union with Jesus as he promised in Matthew eleven twenty-eight to 30. Are you weary, carrying a heavy burden? Then come to me. I will refresh your life for I am your oasis. Simply join your life with mine. Learn my ways, and you'll discover that I'm gentle, humble, easy to please. You will find refreshment and rest in me, for all that I require of you will be pleasant and easy to bear. Yeah. I'll just read this last sentence in this chapter. Home is a place of authenticity and significance that comes from being loved by the Father. I belong here in my own heart <laughs> as a little girl adored by her papa. So I don't know if there's, uh, if there's any forgiveness, you know, that you need to offer to yourself today anything that has been, you know, tormenting you that you're just struggling to let go of. But I encourage you to start by knowing that you're in the atmosphere, you know, of complete acceptance. You are the lost sheep that Jesus loves. Sometimes we're a prodigal, the elder brother. All of those are um, Jesus trying to show us that he loves us in our weak places. And so we can be, we can be children. We don't have to know everything. We can get make mistakes. And so I've got a, um, I just offered that to you in your own journey. You know, you might want to jump in a boat and drop off the rocks 
I named them one by one. These are mistakes. I knew them. I just put a key word. I knew what that was. I knew what that was. This time, this year, this place. Here I didn't do what I wish I had done. Here I did what I wish I didn't do. And just, well, you know that? You can do that. You might want to do something different. Go to the, in your imagination to the top of a mountain and, <laughs> you know, release whatever it is that you want to release. Maybe you have a different way of doing it. Be creative. I think what I'd like to finish with is just spending some time in, in the promises of God and just release them over your hearts. Because you know, he, um, we, Father, Son, Spirit, <laughs> They live inside of you. That's their home already. Um, it's a place where you can, you can let go. Um, it's a place where you, you're accepted. You know, and when you bring yourself into that acceptance and accept yourself, I, not as perfect, but as imperfect and on a lovely journey, then that's really a place of freedom. Right, so be comfortable. You might want to close your eyes, if you like. Just going to read some scripture. All right, this is in Colossians. Colossians 2. I am contending for you. This is written by Paul that your hearts will be wrapped in the comfort of heaven and woven together into love's fabric. This will give you access to all the riches of God. As you experience the revelation of God's great mystery, Christ. And Father, I just want to pray into that. Jesus, I just want to pray that you would show each of us who we are in you. What does it mean to be in union with Christ? Would you release the comfort of heaven deep in our hearts so that we can access the riches of God? and experience you. Still in Colossians 2, verse 10 says, and our own completeness is now found in him. Our own completeness is now found in him. We are completely filled with God as Christ's fullness overflows within us. <laughs> so Father, more and more. You were saying to me this morning, more and more. Your love is more than we know. The flow of your love is just more and more and more. Let us get caught up in the more and more, completely filled with God. Verse 11, all of the guilt and power of sin has been cut away and is now extinct because of what Christ, the anointed one, 
has accomplished for us. For we've been buried with him into death. Our baptism into death also means we were raised with him when we believed in God's resurrection power. But now we've been resurrected out of that realm of death, never to return. For we are forever alive and forgiven of all our sins. He erased it all, he deleted it all, and it cannot be retrieved. Amen. In John 17, Father, let your spirit flow here. Eternal life, this is 17.3, eternal life means to know and experience you as the only true God and to know and experience Jesus Christ as the Son whom you have sent. Verse 9 and 10. So with deep love I pray for my disciples. I'm not asking on behalf of the unbelieving world, but for those who belong to you, those you have given me. For all who belong to me, Jesus said, now belong to you. And all who belong to you now belong to me as well. And my glory is revealed through their surrendered lives. Father, we give you our lives all over again today. I pray, verse 13, that they will enter into my joyous delight in you so that it is fulfilled in them and overflows. Father, we want to know Jesus' joyous delight in you. We want it to overflow in our hearts. Verse 23, you love each one of them with the same passionate love that you have for me. And verse 26, I have revealed to them who you are, Jesus said, and I will continue to make you even more real to them so that they may experience the same endless love that you have for me, for your love will now live in them even as I live in them. So there we have it again. Father's love will now live in them, even as Jesus lives in us too. Yeah. Amen? Amen. Father, we just open our hearts to you. They're wide open. We thank you that we just get to be in our own hearts with you and you will sort out the issues of our life and let joy come as we trust you completely. Let lightheartedness come as we truly just abandon ourselves to being one with Christ as a real son and a real daughter to our Father who takes good care of us. Amen. Thank you.